Welcome back. I'm talking about myself. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, thanks for joining us on this. I don't even know what number this is. We've had Twilight, New Moon, Hamilton, Star Wars. Is this a fifth episode? This is. Okay, this is fifth episode, and I'm here with Drew. He is back. Back, and I'm better. Better? I'm probably not better, but I'm uh, back. That's good. Yeah. Drew's back. And today we are talking about 13 going on 30. Super excited about it. So I want to do like a listener rev- a listener pick for the month each month. I think it's just fun to see like what you guys want to li- like hear, what movie you guys want to hear about. So putting it in like a poll and then kind of I did like a a name generated on- generator online and then I just picked it picked it for me. I did not pick it. <laughs> but um so I'm gonna it do picked that- well. It picked well, yeah. And so I'm going to do that every month. I'm trying to decide if I want to keep the like the old requests in in like the bunch. Oh. Hmm. from like the, i could say because i've saved them all maybe you could keep them for like a couple of rounds and then, and then yeah if it's not picked but it is good to have the content yeah do you remember who submitted this one yeah oh shoot let me check i have it i, I took a screenshot of it let me let me look because i have a screenshot of it and i would love to tell them thank you for putting this in there someone is listening to this right now screaming that you don't remember that i feel like it's i'm it. honestly right now i think it's it might be my friend myra because she had a 13 30 party oh it was literally like a week before everything shut down and we were at this 80s bar and there was a billy idol um cover band and little did i know it was the last time i was gonna be out <laughs> myra if you woke up the next morning in your 30 year old body please let us know oh wait it was aaron oh aaron green myra yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also great uh myra thanks i always think of you when i think about this movie and also thanks oh, aaron cute. for the um for this suggestion yeah that was the only 13 i got a lot of doubles i got multiple um trolls Ella and Jet both put trolls. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like literal like internet oh, trolls, no, no, but no. you meant the I, cinematic I, sensation I of trolls. For, I can't wait to have that and like a big enough audience to have trolls. Oh my gosh. That's Famed what I by Stormy for. Jenner. Stormy Webster. Oh my gosh. Please um, edit out that I said Stormy Jenner. It's okay. I'll, I'll post it. Um, I got Pan's Labyrinth twice. and then Okay. I have never seen that, but if it was on the list, I would. if it was picked, I would have watched it with mm-hmm. you. But I feel like it's referenced so often. I feel like it's referenced so often in like mm-hmm. culture and other things, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's it's super, It's very gothic horror. Um, Guillermo del Toro he he directed it. He did um, The Shape of Water. Oh God, I don't even want to think about that movie. <laughs> but he did that one, and then he did um, Crimson Peak and Mama. And his style is very like gothic horror, and um, so that whole movie is just it's all in I believe Spanish too. So oh, it's all subtitles. It's very violent, Bonjour. violent and like intense. I remember watched it. I watched it when I was really young and I was really scared. So I haven't revisit. I really want to revisit it because it used to scare me a lot. Um, but it's a great movie. We should watch it. It's, it's just like it's not like monster scary. It's just very like dark and huh, a little violent. I don't know. Um, I also got D- the Dark Knight a few times. Um, Jenny put star wars the rise of skywalker and i said how dare you and she's like i only did it because i I only put it on there because i know how much you don't want to talk about that movie (laughs) i'm not ready yet give me more time um yeah oh josh put human centipede too and like there's no way no thank you 
but yeah so there was a lot of fun ones on there thank you to everyone who participated and put in oop, uh, thank you for everyone who participated and put in their um, vote and we'll do that for the month of september and october october is going to be wild but i'm really excited to see what gets chosen yeah so now's a friendly reminder to start thinking about what movie you want to hear obviously talk about so yeah. think about it let her know Pray and about make it, it good <laughs> make it good yes please okay so i wanted to start the podcast doing something a little different okay um just because i feel like we just kind of dive into the movie so quickly and i just feel like i don't want it to be in such like a serious like we got to get this stuff done like tone and so i we don't really have a title for this yet it's just kind of um i'm just what do you call it like uh spitballing i'm just yeah just freeballing yeah just yeah tries trying to figure it out but um I just like every time I have a guest, which will be every episode, I don't think I'll ever do like one by myself. I've thought about that. I'm like, I don't know. That maybe. Like, yeah, I feel like it'd be hard to have energy with yourself. Yeah. Unless you like sat in front of a mirror or something. <laughs> no, uh, it'll be too hard. Uh, <laughs> um, but I want to start doing like, uh, I don't have a name for it yet. So if you guys have any suggestions, that'd be awesome. But basically kind of asking each other what what kind of media we have been consuming this week or what's been keeping us entertained what have we been watching listening to just a general like what am i i don't i feel like consume is just a very intense word totally what am i devouring <laughs> <laughs> kidding. that's worse but yeah just what what kind of media you're taking in like what have you been it could really be like into? what's like your weekly inspiration yeah. or like what's inspiring yeah. you this week kind just of vibe. like keeping you going and fun what's been fun for you so yeah drew so there's two things that come to mind when we talk about this. I think like 97% of America, I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that really makes the day go by is listening to podcasts. And I feel like recently I've been listening to a lot of good interview-based podcasts. Mm-hmm. So a um, little shout out, Hillary Curry, you can send us some money. But um, I really <laughs> like Second Life with Hillary Curry. It's like this podcast where she interviews women that are famous, but what she's interviewing them about is sort of like a pivotal moment where they went into a new career Mm. so something that they weren't famous for and kind of like what that was like and how that was for them um and i also listened to a really good episode of armchair expert with america ferrera oh Um, yeah with Dak shepherd and it was actually really good because i've been watching superstore yeah Um, you guys got me into that now yeah it's like so good but it was really good to hear it and like i actually felt very seen by her so Mm -hmm. it was a good conversation it's good and the second thing is um, I am the kind of person that constantly, constantly goes through Netflix and Hulu and just mm-hmm. like doesn't know what to watch. For hours, right? You're just yeah, like, for hours. And like, it's the worst it. thing ever. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy on like Amazon, The Devil Wears Products. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just watched it the other day, you know, nice. watched it, was inspired. That's good. And yeah. We have to do that movie soon. Yeah, it, it'll for sure be coming to a um, podcast near you. Yeah, that's good. No, I think, I I don't know what, like I listen to a lot of movie reviews for podcasts. Um, I don't really do the interviews yet. And I don't know why. I'm really, I feel like I should because I know like there's a lot of good things to be like heard through those. I think because I just like to envision like when they're talking about the movies, like I just like to. Totally like paints a picture in your mind. Yeah. And so I just. I, I don't know it's but I should do that because I I've been really wanting to do um to listen to Duck Shepherds and I like American Fair and yeah being really into Superstore has been really fun yeah to just, like, it'll watch. totally she touches a lot on it so it's definitely yeah. a good listen if you like Superstore okay. or her in general yeah what have you been doing this week um well I work at work <laughs> I have to go to work every day um but I just listen to podcasts a lot I got into um 
so I listened to this one. It's like a true crime one. I listen to it every week. It's last podcast on the left. And they're just super funny. And one of the guys is like really good friends with Ben Felding, the, the okay. main guy from Superstore. Uh-huh. And he's on an episode of it, which is so funny because he'll like joke about like my best friend Ben, even though I don't know they're really best friends. Um, but they do. It's really cool because they'll talk about true crime. And right now they're doing Jody Arias. Okay. And she's the one who, so they were like Mormon and she, um, she killed her ex-boyfriend, but like, sorry, this is really, I should have done like a little warning, but she, it was so wild because she thought she can get away with it, but she took pictures of everything and then she put the, so she had like her little, um, like camera, her little Uh like small one and she put it in the washer before she left like the murder scene thinking that it would, um that the evidence would be like gone if she threw like the um the camera in the washing machine Wait, that's crazy. but like think about it like if if you throw the camera in there she you... probably just got like a vibey like mm-hmm. glaze over the photos but i'm sure they're still fine yeah and but the thing is like the sd card's still in there so that's oh, evidence like you should have taken the sd card yeah but that's basically how they knew it was her because they found the pictures Wait, right before she crazy. killed them but i was just listening to that because i heard about it and we were it was around like we were pretty young when it happened but i remember watching it on the news like her um her sentencing and all that stuff but it was like wild to hear like all the details and saying like shoot like this is wild but yeah and she just couldn't try to convince everyone that like i didn't do it i didn't do it but that was one thing i've been like listening to it's like so So you've been inspired by murder this week no (laughs) i just i like true crime because it's so interesting but but they're they're comedians so they make it so like lighthearted and funny and even though it's not funny but like their commentary helps it not yeah. be so like depressing bring some energy to it um other than that i've been let me say i just i watched the mad max movies okay um I don't, I don't mel gibson's just like not not a good person but um i watched the tom hardy one and with Charlize Theron, and it was so fun. And I haven't seen it in years since I've seen it in theaters. And I heard that they made a black and white version of it, and it's incredible because the cinematography is really mm-hmm. awesome. And so I want to, I want to watch it in black and white. I just don't know where to watch it in black and white because it's. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. But Zoe Kravitz is in it. Um, I love her. Do you know Riley Cano? She's Elvis Presley's granddaughter, but she's in oh. a bunch of movies now. Interesting. She's an actress, you know. Nepotism. You know how you know how nepotism works. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's very action driven. Not a lot of dialogue, but it's so fun to watch. And Nicholas Holt is in it. Oh. Um, really good movie. But I was watching. It'd be that. fun if it's blocking. It'd be fun to like watch it on a projector. Yeah, outside, like, it'd be really nice. And then night. I watched the first two, like the original ones, just like funny because George Miller was like. He worked in a hospital before he became a director. Huh. And so this f- film is just so low budget that people thought it was post-apocalyptic on purpose. But it's because <laughs> he had no budget and he couldn't put anything in him. And so it was really cool. But yeah, so that's basically what I've been watching. That's fun. And New Girl all the time. <laughs> I watched a little bit of New Girl too this week. Yeah. so funny. Okay. All right, Drew. So do you remember your first time watching my 13 Going on 30? Okay, I don't remember my exact first time, but I definitely know what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, it For sure, I was probably in like maybe late elementary school, early okay. middle school. Um, my mom and my sister used to love watching movies. So honestly, growing up, I saw a lot of chick flicks because I had an older sister. And my mm-hmm. mom was very into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I for sure was that young in the living room watching with my family mm-hmm. and probably having some snacks. Um, but I do remember thinking like, 
oh, this isn't half bad, actually. Like, I did like it Mm -hmm. when I first saw it. And I think it actually is one of the movies that, like, I really was okay, like, keeping around as it grew up. Like, I was like, oh, it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. I was like, the music and, like, the characters. Yeah. Um, And I think I also always loved that it was took place in new york yeah so that's a big that always factor. gave the points like uh like to live in new york like that amazing. yeah yeah what yeah. about you what was your first um, time i feel like i probably it was probably in like tbs or something like that and just on cable and i watched it i think in like middle school it was like sixth or seventh grade but i remember like not really like knowing the story but just knowing the thriller scene and so i was just like yeah. i love this movie because i love thriller and i love how she just dances and she puts the song on so i think that also like i had like an early I guess exposure ever to like 80s music so I was very attracted to the movie because of the music because mm-hmm. I already love that music I was like oh this is so fun like they have so many good songs on here um but yeah I remember when I first watched it I was just like not really there for the story because I was I didn't really know really yeah and like it was a little more complex like when you had to mm-hmm. look the office politics and like all Everything. of that like when I was a sixth grader like I, I just thought it was cool like Jennifer Gordon just having the time of her life you know yeah but we'll get into that later yeah <laughs> but um but yeah so I, I just kind of over everything but like that thriller scene so i was like oh i like this is my favorite it's an movie iconic scene for because sure because of the thriller scene i just thought it was so iconic and then yeah i rewatched it a few times like throughout high school and college and then last time i think was like for my 21st birthday for my 21st <laughs> birthday so i don't really remember a lot of it but <laughs> i just I, I just always thought it was like a feel-good movie oh it for sure is just yeah it's like a fun light-hearted movie but um yeah it's changed now so yeah, I don't know, but I did really enjoy it my first time. I just thought it was very exciting and like, oh, like I want to be, I want to be a magazine editor in New York mm-hmm. one day, like very. Young. And you know what I feel about this movie? I feel like this movie. The only way I can describe it is probably one of the movies that everyone, if you were to like go to your childhood home or your house where your mm-hmm. parents live, it's for sure on DVD somewhere yeah. and like a box. Like for it's sure. one of the ones that everyone had. I know like the DVD cover too. And mm-hmm. she's like on the side with like her bag, like on like the sidewalk. <laughs> like, yeah, it's for sure just like a 2000 staple, like feel good movie yeah. that everyone has or everyone has seen. But yeah, that's just kind of, yeah. I just felt like very like inspired by jennifer garner like i guess as a younger girl like yeah. seeing her like oh she's thriving in new york but now rewatching it it's a little more complex but like you said <laughs> we'll get into that later but yeah so that was my first time watching it i don't know but i i'm glad that i did watch it yeah it was a good movie for its time mm-hmm. but now uh, we'll see okay but yeah <laughs> all right so let's talk about 13 going on 30 13 going on 30 Drew, spit some facts on it. Some facts? Yeah. Well, I can tell you that it starts with a girl who is 13 and she later turns 30. Mm, But what I will say immediately in the original scene, um, Mm -hmm. shout out to Daniel because I know you're listening, but (laughs) one of the six chicks is Brie Larson. um, Larson. And and Ashley Benson. Yes. And I just thought, how crazy is that? And it also took me a while to like piece together the math because in my head I was like, wait, this is the 80s. And then I said, no, 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 wait. Like, no, this is a, a remake of the 80s and like the early 2000s. Yeah. So, so the timing <laughs> definitely lines up, but it definitely took me for a spin yeah, no, for a while. I remember, because I think when the anniversary happened this past year, Jennifer Gardner posted some, like, from, some photos from mm. it. And then there's a picture of Brie Larson. I'm like, what is she doing on here? And I didn't even notice her. I didn't even know that it was her. And then Ashley Benson, I literally didn't know it was her until yesterday. Wait, really? That's yeah. so funny. Actually, I didn't know it was her either Does until it, I looked it up. It looks like her, but doesn't. She's just like a baby in it. 
That's so okay. Funny. And then there was one very random fun fact that the pop culture enthusiast in me loved. Mm-hmm. Um, later in the film, when Jenna is walking down, let's say fifth or something, there's like the magazine stand, and on the cover of Sparkle is a photo of J Lo. And what's very very interesting is at this time, J Lo was. Um, dating Ben Affleck and shortly after this film they would break up and then Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck went on to have a family so I just thought that was like how random like they could have put any celebrity on the cover but it was just funny it had to be J-Lo on both of them Mm -hmm. it was just so funny how interesting yeah I was trying to figure out the timeline of everything because I was telling you earlier because she she looks super like buff and fit yeah so I was like for sure she's done she's finished Electra right before this yeah like which, yeah. speaking of mm-hmm. Electra, which I honestly had never heard of Electra and was very confused by it. You don't, you don't need it. to watch it. It's okay. <laughs> but, so yeah, we will not be reviewing that film oh, in a later no. date. Please um, But multiple of the cast members have been in Marvel movies. Yes. Judy oh Greer gosh. in the Ant-Man. Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. He does, um, he, he's Ulysses Claw from Black Panther and from Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Mark Ruffalo is oh the Hulk. God. So how funny is that, that four of them really, we'll say three and a half because mm-hmm. Electra, I don't really know if that counts. Yeah. But how funny that they all went on to be in Marvel Cinematic Universe, Dang, that's which wild. means they went to get their check. Yeah, they got money. I know. I was, so watching this, it was so funny because Andy Serkis, he's, um, so he's the one who played Elise's Claw and he's, what's his name in this movie? I forgot. But he's like the boss, like the editor, like the main oh, guy yeah, yeah. Oh, of the I magazine. Name, I love him. So it was so interesting. I wrote it in my notes that this is like the only non motion capture um role that i've seen him play except for like ulysses claw in the marvel movies because mm-hmm. he does um Gollum in lord of the rings oh. he does caesar in planet of the apes all of those movies um he's snoke from the star wars movies and um i'm forgetting a few more but he does mo- mocap like motion Do you capture. know what we call that in the industry what range honestly that is range. he won like an honorary like bafta award last year just for all mm, of his BAFTAs. work because he's really incredible. He's so talented, but he does all the motion capture for a lot of those big ones. I think he did King Kong too. Wait, that's literally so cool. I did not know that about him. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like you wouldn't assume that watching him in this film. Yeah. But I feel like that really goes to speak further he, to like how big his range is. He is so accomplished and like he, he for sure pioneered in like the motion capture world of like act being an actor in that and like wearing a green suit the whole time, but still capturing like the emotions of the character. Dang, that's crazy. So he's really cool. So it was really interesting to see him in like <laughs> a movie like this, but that's range. Okay, so when we start this movie, so obviously it's in the 80s, and so Jenna, um, so it's like picture day, and mm-hmm. it's super funny. Like You can't forget, it starts off with Head Over Heels, mm-hmm. which is just like, yeah. anytime you hear that song now, like I just immediately picture the beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. All the songs have like, whenever I hear them on the radio, I'm just like, ah, that's like that part or that, that's yeah. that part. And Which so is so funny. I was telling um, Kat yesterday after watching it, but obviously an iconic song in this film is Vienna by mm-hmm. Billy Joel. Yeah. But as a kid, that was my first time ever hearing Vienna or hearing Billy Joel mm-hmm. was in this film. Yeah. And like now looking back, I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of sad that like this was my introduction. But yeah. it's that's a phenomenal okay. song. I mean, I feel like... Me- what movies is like the best way to find mm-hmm. out like music totally um but yeah so we open with that and then you see that okay so judy greer's the little actress looks just like her okay it has the same nose everything i was shocked yeah and that's uh one of the fun facts that you stole that i was gonna say later but oh, sorry. um the girl that plays judy greer her mom judy greer's mom was on set and apparently she was like literally like baffled like shook like she was very emotional seeing the girl because she told her like 
you literally are my daughter. Like you yeah. look exactly like my daughter. Yeah. And so that just goes to show phenomenal casting on yeah, their part. Because I, I literally wrote it and I was like, wait, she looks just like her in yeah. real life. Like her whole like face and her like her body. And I'm like, what the heck? She's just Yeah. Just like and her. what's funny is on that same note, the girl that plays um, Jenna Rink as a mm-hmm. teenager had zero acting experience before. Oh, really? But um, they casted her because Jennifer Garner was like, she looks just like I did as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they obviously wanted to like be true to that. And so they yeah. casted her. That's cool. Which I thought was really cool. She did a good job. Yeah. But, well, that's wild. Um, okay. So I wrote on your ra- razzles are not just for kids because um, I think Judy Lucy says like, someone says like Razzies are just for are for kids and I they're really yummy and I like them so we go to it's picture day and all that stuff and then they're walking through the hall and um and so I guess like so what's her name I can't forget I'm thinking of Lucy so Jenna's really obsessed with like the six chicks mm-hmm. like she wants like to be the part, cool girls, yeah the girls. she wants to be like one of them oh that's Jack hi Jack <laughs> And so she's just so, like, invested in, like, I want to be in a popular group, and I just mm-hmm. want to do this and that. And so they, they, so she's having, she has a birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um. It's her 13th birthday. Her 13th birthday. And she, so she invites them, but they kind of, like. They're, like, she, too doing, good for her. And, yeah. like, the girl is totally, I was, like, getting so annoyed, and she's, like, oh, like, we can't come because we have to do this project. So and, dumb. like, the cute boy can't come either because he's going to help us. And, like, making her be like, okay, I'll do it for you if you come over. Yeah. And I was like, that's just so sad. Like, she so desperately wants yeah. to be a part of this group. It makes me sad. And I just feel like, yeah, I just, I just really sad that she just feels like she, that I, kind of not, like, blackmailing them to hang out with her. But totally. just, like, putting them in that situation. Because she just wants to be, like, um, welcomed by them. And so, so she has this birthday party at her house in her cool basement. I love the basement. It's so fun. <laughs> and then Maddie's there. Maddie um gives her the the dream the bar list it's like her dream house basically yeah and you can just tell too like how much he really loves he her. put an effort into yeah, that every room like the has, rick springsteen yeah, like the caricature of him rick springfield <laughs> rick spring i'm springfield i'm pretty sure it's okay <laughs> um but yeah and then her and her tub with like the poise magazine and yeah like, everything is just like the detail of every single thing it's just like oh my gosh he loves her yeah which is really sweet um and so, like, he gives her that, and then he gives her, like, that, the dust, like, the wish mm-hmm. dust. Also, uh, no, I think we need a spinoff on where he got the wishing no, if dust. if he could get that wishing dust, I would, I would pay a lot of money right now to get that on my front door. I'm just like, how did we just, we're watching this whole movie, everyone watched this movie, how do you just gloss over, he has a magical dust, where did he get that? Yeah. Like, that's she jumped into the future with like that's magic why aren't we talking about the bigger yeah. picture here literally it's like the whole whole plot base is on this tiny tiny little detail like this dust yeah. is magic and, and no it's one like, asks questions okay. yeah sure and she doesn't ask any questions i'd be like okay like there's magic or something i gotta figure it out yeah but she it just like glosses over but i was thinking um have you seen gremlins no. Oh, okay. So For six podcast. Yeah, I love Grendel. <laughs> and so, um, do you know what they look like? They mm-hmm. look little like like little yeah. troll dingies. Um, they're not trolls, but they're they're, they're like ugly Furbies. Mm-hmm. And so in that movie, the dad gives his son um, Gizmo, but he he finds Gizmo when this like little like oddity shop with a bunch of random like trinkets and stuff. And so I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like that pixie dust or whatever, totally came from the same place that 
Gizmo was um, bought from. <laughs> hmm. if Maybe you that it, was the director's inspiration. Yeah, because it'll make sense. It's an 80s movie too, so we'll see. But yeah, so they're, the party's like, she's starting the party. She's like all stressed out about it. And then the girls come in. And um, I love that scene when they're like dropping off all their um, denim jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and want... I literally, what's funny is I saw that and I was like, I feel like Abby Sue has like three of these jackets. I literally wrote, I want every single jacket because I have a bright blue one just like that and then I have a pink one. But just, yeah. all, but just seeing how like, it's so funny how they're all just very like bright and like they mm-hmm. all look so new. And so I think with the costuming of the 80s, it's very like, I bought my costumes at Party City though. That's mm, one thing totally. about it. Like all of them are wearing like the leg warmers and like yeah. the mini skirts. And like, like the scrunchie in their hair with it, like yeah. in a ponytail and on it, top of their it's head. It's okay because it's a movie and I wasn't born in the 80s so I can't say anything. But um, <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so like very like merchandise 80s yeah. costume. But they're very cute. I loved it. But yeah, all those jackets I really want. And so this part, I this is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie and in any movie because I love um, talking heads a lot. And so when they're going downstairs and then um, they're playing because because Jen is like, play something, Maddie. Yeah. And then Maddie's totally rocking out to burning down the house mm-hmm. by talking heads. And he just like is doing his own thing. He doesn't even care. And I think that's so cool just to see if he doesn't even like freaking care about like those like yeah. the dumb people like watching him. But I just remember that scene. And so every time I hear that song on the radio, I just think of Maddie like just like Wait, dancing. Wait, literally like, same. Every time I've ever heard that song, I just see him like dancing around yeah, the, the basement. It's so good. I love it. It's like the perfect 80s song. I love talking heads. But yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes ever. But yeah, um, so they, so she, so it, it's kind of like, it ends very abruptly because yeah. like this beginning, like 13 part, because they, so they're all like, um, they're all around Maddie and then like, there's like, so let's change this junk, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they want to play like seven minutes. Is it seven minutes? Seven in minutes heaven? in heaven. Yeah. And then, um, so Jenna will go in there, but then she's like, right before she closes the door, she's like, oh, where's that report you mm-hmm. said? And like, oh, on the table. Like, oh. Yeah. And I think it's just funny. Like, I feel like Jenna just decides not to like realize like, oh, they're just using me. You're just like, okay, just be grateful because they're here and like they're cool, yeah. you know? Which a crucial, crucial part of that scene is when they tell him to change the music and then he tells her like jen i'm gonna go next door and get my casio yeah and she tells him like, do whatever you want it's not like i need to play by play yeah and like that's like kind of where they end up before she goes into the closet mm-hmm. and it just speaks volumes yeah to where they ended up when she is out of the closet that's true that is true i didn't think about that but yeah so she goes in the closet and then she's waiting in there um so she's waiting in there and then they all leave they're just like let's get yeah. out of here and they they freaking take all the snacks that made me so yeah. mad like did, who raised you <laughs> like yeah and she's like i think my older brother buy some beer and they, like grab the snacks and dip it's so dumb are these just 13 years they're 13 so middle? they definitely are not yeah how old are, how old are you i think you're in like seventh or eighth grade Jeez, well, okay I guess. and then yeah, so then maddie opens the door and then she gets all like mad right yeah and she like and it's like so sad because she like puts her hand and she's like where are you and like mm-hmm. he's like oh my gosh and like you can tell like obviously he loves her like yeah. that's evident like, from this is my minute moment. one and he's like oh my gosh and then right before they kiss she's like chris and he's like chris this is matt like what yeah. the f yeah and like that's just so sad and that throws her into that like tantrum where she closes the closet door and she's like i hate you i hate me i hate everything and she's like rocking hitting mm-hmm. the storage thing she's like i want to be 30 dust. flirty and thriving and the pixie dust is falling all on her yeah. little head. And then we get to Jennifer Gardner as 
um i always i just keep wanting to say lucy i don't know why but jenna <laughs> jenna rink yeah and, and fun fact that i found in the research mm-hmm. for this which everyone i'm not a know at all i did some research before to have some fun it's facts for you guys but fun fact for you um jenna turns 30 exactly 13 minutes into the film oh that's so cool. that's also probably why everything felt so rushed because they just had that little they wanted to, that little quirk they yeah wanted the little quirk that no one probably would really notice but. except for a buzzfeed article from 2006 <laughs> but it's fine but i think i feel like it works that the 13 part is so short because mm-hmm. it's not really like the premise of you want to know what like what's at like what jenna's been up to when yeah. she turns when she's been 30 so jenna like shows up and then she's just like what the heck like where am i and she kind of just like freaks out she's just like mom dad like trying to yeah. figure out everything and then um she's just like going through her apartment and just trying to like she sees like stuff with like mail with their name on it mm-hmm. which okay when she was looking at her mail I immediately was like, oh my gosh, her address is Fifth Avenue. Like, this girl's got money. Yeah, it's like, not, I've watched this so many times. Um, Wait, okay, real quick. Remind me to do, do you remember your first time watching this movie in the beginning? Right. And then I'll have to tell Um, Watching this, I was just like, now watching, I'm like, wow, she makes money. Like, mm-hmm. she's accomplished yeah. or whatever. Like, she must be big in, like, her magazine world because she has, like, almost like a penthouse and yeah like a and like technically apartment. at this point we don't even know really what she does yeah. i mean obviously we do because we've seen it before but like your first time watching you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like this girl has like a nice apartment yeah. like what's happening and yeah she's obviously like very well off also what i noticed about this apartment um have you seen enchanted with mm-hmm. amy adams it looks like um patrick dempsey's apartment if you just get rid of all the furniture and you, it has the hallways and it has you know the what it is doors. is it the flooring I don't know. A lot of New York flooring, and like I'm not an expert at all, but like the <laughs> tiling and the wood in those apartments is like the three lines in a square, and then the other square oh. is like the opposite way. I don't know what it's called. I never noticed. I Someone didn't look at that, but, but I was just thinking about the layout because it has like you have like the main door, and then you have that long hallway to mm-hmm. go into each room, yeah. and then that huge living room, and then the kitchen on the other side. So I was like, I maybe it's just all like the same studio, but I was like, this looks like enchanted, and so I was just thinking about that. Hmm. But yeah. So Jenna freaks out and then she sees that she, I guess she has like a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And he comes out of the shower and she's like freaking out. Uh Uh-huh. And And like, that's when you really know like, oh, she's for sure still like a child Mm -hmm. in her like mind mentally. She's mentally, she's 13. Yeah. And she's just like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. She's freaking out. And then she literally just like runs out of her apartment. Yeah. And then like, she's wearing like her night slip and then a little like like, a little jacket and she had like heels at the at her door she just grabs and runs and then out a purse and she's like out there and i think it's so funny um i wrote it down when she's trying to um i don't know if this happened here but when she she's what does she start running and then she gets a cab no she starts okay so she starts running out of the apartment and then lucy is standing there oh, in yeah, a town yeah. car yeah and she's like jenna can you, and she's on the phone and she's mm-hmm. like this like totally sets the precedent for like who her character is mm-hmm. she's like on the phone like kind of arguing with someone and she's like jenna get in the car and she's like i don't get in the car strangers and she's like jenna get in the car we're gonna be late and she's like get in the car mm-hmm. and then her boyfriend whoever he is is like peering at the window he's like don't make me come down there and grab you and so she obviously gets in the car because yeah. she's like who the f is this man yeah i feel like there's so many like hints into like, yeah, knowing and like, like what kind of person lucy is and like she's just shady totally and that also plays into like showing how wealthy she is like she lives on fifth avenue and she's mm-hmm. taking a town car to work like yeah she's not the average new york woman you know yeah that's true she's well off so she ends up at the um at her job which is poison magazine mm-hmm. correct um and she yeah she's like 
editor, like co-editor in chief, or she's or an she's executive editor. Executive editor, and then Andy Circus is the editor in chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think it's so interesting to see that technically Jenna became the mean girl. Mm-hmm. As that, I'm jumping ahead, yeah. but throughout the movie, like you see, like people are scared of her. People are, like her assistants, yeah. like like scared, like to talk to her because like she she was mean. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that's just something I th- thought about. It. Yeah, like, oh it's gosh. interesting too because like, and I feel like that further puts the point of like how great Maddie as was as a friend for mm-hmm. her because like when she got everything she wanted, she was the popular girl. Obviously the people around her in that situation yeah. aren't great people. And so I feel like that just further plays into like who she grew up to be. Yeah. But when we're at this point in the movie, this is literally, I think one of my favorite scenes. And I think all of my favorite scenes have to do when they're in the conference room of their building. Oh yeah. But to like back it up a little bit, when they get out of the town car, um, Lucy's like, Jenna, what is wrong with you? Like, what did you do last night? And she's like, I don't know how I got here. And she's like, you're hungover. And mm-hmm. she literally tells her, she's like, look, look, we have two minutes in this meeting. She's like, you're going to go in there. And she's like, repeat after me. She's like, I'm Jenna Rink, big time magazine editor. And she's yeah. like, I'm a badass. And she, or, mm-hmm. anyways, and I don't know how long her in this podcast. You can't. Um, she's like, I'm a badass bitch. And she's like, I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to let anyone know I'm hungover. And she's like, I'm not hungover. And then she like has to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so funny because you like walk into the, um, conference room you see all the executive editors the yeah. editor-in-chief and like the iconic scene of um what is his name andy circus is his, know, what's character his character's name? name let me check um but anyways the the editor-in-chief he like rips off the magazine cover richard, richard. Uh-huh. yes okay so in the scene richard has um the cover of sparkle and he like rips off the cover and yeah. tacks it on the wall uh-huh. and it's like the exact same covers yeah and he's like which secret is housewife is Ho- holly housewife gonna want to buy and it's mm-hmm. like the competitor magazine has 11 secrets and theirs has 10 yeah and what's so funny is like jenna starts raising her hand mm-hmm. and lucy looks over to her like no like like that's yeah. a rhetorical question like don't answer it mm-hmm. and i think this scene just like so well goes to show like she's still 13 you know yeah like she still has that mentality like i was watching it with my mom too and she was like wait so is she 30 or and i was like yeah but she's 13 like every yeah. every way she reacts or in like every she like yeah reacts to like yeah a word she's 30 or physically action, but she's 13 like mentally. she still thinks like oh shoot like i'm just a kid yeah. you know and then at that moment too when um she goes into her office and she sees that autographed Madonna picture. Yeah. And she's just like, it's a 13 year old. And her's just like, oh my gosh, like I'm friends with Madonna. Yeah. She's like, um, Jenna it literally girl, is like, yeah. Marg's on, Marg's on me anytime. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, I'm best friends with Madonna. Yeah. And so that's just like so funny too. Cause like her being directly from the eighties, she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, this like, is a, a huge deal. deal. Yeah. Which granted in 2000, whatever, this is 2004, probably would still be a really big deal. Yeah. But yeah, it We're totally the, plays into like her 13 year old i think we're in the confessions on the dance floor um era of madonna <laughs> and i think that's one of the best which i will say and you can cut this out if it's not relevant to the story later but i obviously i know madonna is an icon mm-hmm. but i realized watching this like i don't know madonna as an icon like i'm not really familiar with her work yeah. i like know a society like oh yeah we love madonna we respect her and mm-hmm. i'm like okay she's an icon but to me i'm like well it's madonna yeah yeah I like my mom really likes Madonna. My my cousin does so. My cousin Kermi Mark he loves Madonna. If you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they and so they're at work. Um, 
And then she, so she's like freaking out. She's like, okay, like, let me find something familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she, she's like, Matt, like, where's Matt? Yeah. And so when she, that's when she asks her um, assistant, like, she gives him like his, her, his home phone number from like mm-hmm. when they were 13. From I'm pretty sure Jersey is where they live. Yeah. And he's like, can you, can you find this person? And she's like trying to figure it out. Cause she just wants, she, cause I would in her shoes like oh my gosh like i'm going crazy like i'm losing yeah, my mind and like that's like her safety person yeah, she's like oh like, maddie like find him like familiarity in that moment because right now she doesn't know that jenna was i mean was lucy was tom tom because she, yeah, she doesn't know anything her. yeah and about so, her life and so she's like okay where's maddie where's maddie and so her um her assistant helps track her him down and then um i think it's also, when she asks the assistant, like, what about my parents? And they're like, oh, you mm-hmm. told me not to let you know when they called. Yeah, or she's, like, giving her her messages, and she's like, oh, your mother called. And she's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, oh, and you can tell, like, the fear. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You told me never mm-hmm. to bother you with family. Yeah. And which just goes to show, like... The person that she was, like, she became, like... Yeah. It's just, like, that's... I think that's... We're watching it now more as, like, a young adult. I think yeah. that's what's more captivating to me. Like, oh, my gosh, like, the person that she was what who like the person she became like it's so sad and like but it's because like you said like the crowd that she was in like she yeah. for sure yeah and there's even like other like when she finally and is jumping ahead but even when she finally finds maddie and she's like i haven't seen you in this long like what do you mean like not mm-hmm. even christmas and he's like doesn't your crowd do like saint bart's for christmas so it's like mm-hmm. you can see she doesn't even spend christmas with her family like she's just very like into her she's a socialite yeah she's and, a socialite mm-hmm. so she, she's an influencer before they were cool true so, so she goes assistant, to find Matt. yeah she right? goes to find matt and she goes to his um apartment which he lives on like bank street and i said okay like everyone check your privilege like you guys are all very well off yeah even and if you were, lived over there like his his apartment is so nice yeah he it's lives like, in the financial district yeah. i'm like okay you oh got gosh. some money yeah but she goes to his door and she's like matt and he looks at her and he's like jenna jenna rink and she's mm-hmm. like yeah and then like she's like yes yes and then he literally like closes the door on her but it's later you find out to open like the yeah. padlock but she like that moment she just like kind of slowly turns back around like okay i'm gonna leave now yeah like what do i do now yeah and then so she goes in and then she's just like she doesn't know that they haven't been friends for years like they haven't talked for years so she's like literally heartbroken from that like she's just shocked and then she's yeah. just like wait what what about this what about that she's like asking all these questions and he's like i don't know who you are anymore mm-hmm. like i don't know like what you do like you hang out with like you're you're with, like the in crowd like you yeah so she finds out that she became like a six chick right mm-hmm. and then that she became like the main head girl and she was a popular one and then that her and maddie stopped talking after yeah that. and you can like tell the tension in their friendship in this scene because she's mm-hmm. like i got everything i wanted and he's like congrats yeah. and then she gets that call and it's like oh we're confirming your limo for tonight and she's like oh my gosh where am i going and then she's like we're gonna party in a limo and she's happy and he's like okay like you found yourself i'm gonna go yeah so you can like clearly see like they don't have a relationship mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like awkward for him because i feel like that tension is also like i was in love with this girl and then yeah like, and they haven't talked in like off. 17 years yeah and so i guess so she goes to his apartment first and then he walks her back home yeah and that's when the limo call she gets that call yeah the limo's coming because then she when she's at maddie's house she's like freaking out after he tells her that like oh we haven't been friends for years and yeah. she's like i just need a fluffy pillow and yeah like, and they go and sit outside yeah i love that part though because she's just like holding like the pillow outside and drinking yeah. water and she's just like more like harboring on the fact like they weren't friends anymore mm-hmm. and so they walk back to her apartment and then she gets the call like oh like i'm I am have I'm going to a party and I'm going in a, in a limo or whatever and she's all excited and then he leaves and then she's like 
oh, like, you should come. And then he's just like, okay, like, I'm not going to go. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. how, in- like, how weird is that, though? Like, seeing someone you haven't seen in years and then, but obviously it's different because she doesn't remember anything. But Yeah, and he literally thought she was on drugs. Remember, yeah. he's like, are you smoking pot? Are you, like, <laughs> yeah. which also I was like, okay, like, you guys are criminalizing pot. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so funny to see at the time it was made. I said, you wouldn't probably have this reaction if you were on yeah. marijuana. Yeah, and so, so, yeah, so he's... I think he's just kind of in like a shock of like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? But yeah. obviously like a little stirred that like she's back in his life though. Mm-hmm. And I think even like of all places, why are you here? Like mm-hmm. not yeah. understanding like, why did you come to me? Yeah. And then, but that's just because she's, he's the only familiar thing to her. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so she gets ready for the party. And I think it's so funny that, so she picks like the brightest colors. Mm-hmm. So her eyeshadow is very eighties, like yeah. she, but her hair is very two thousands. Yeah. Like, As Richard says when she gets to the party, it's very Britney meets Barbie. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this scene is like where she really starts to like come to grips and understand that she's thirty in like her life. Mm-hmm. Because she takes like a long time getting ready. She's walking through like her huge walk in closet, touching all the silks, all the designer. Yeah. You see like her huge um wall of handbags. Yeah. And then she gets in the limo and you can tell she really is like, okay, I'm 30. Like she gets it. Yeah. And that's like slowly as each scene goes by, she's like understanding now. Like, okay, like I'm, this is my age. Like I'm not 30, like I am 13, mm-hmm. but I'm not anymore. Um, and so, so she, she gets ready. And then I love that scene when she's in the elevator with that little girl. Mm-hmm. Cause that, cause you can tell like that little girl and her aren't friends. Cause what did she yeah, say? She's, she's like, like, why are you talking to yeah, me? And she's, she's like, like we're neighbors, aren't we? And yeah. she's like, usually ignore me. Yeah, which is, like, so sad, but, like, funny at the same time, because, like, now, like, they're all just complimenting each other, going down the elevator, like, I like your, I like your dress, or I like your hair, like, yeah. I love that part, and then later and on. And she literally was, tells her, like, and she's like, oh, I like your bag, she's like, you can come over sometime and borrow them, like, I have mm-hmm. a thousand, and, like. And, like, the joy on her face, she's like, really? Yeah, she's like, what? Yeah, and I love, I just love that scene, it's just so cute, Um, but yeah, so she gets on the limo, and then, how funny, though, like, no one uses limos anymore. Yeah, well, which is funny because I was thinking, like, watching, and I was like, this is kind of cringy. But then I was like, it's just funny to see how much things have changed. Because, like, when I first watched this, mm-hmm. I'm sure I was like, oh, my gosh, like, a she's limo. in a limo. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was thinking, I'm like, uh, the, the only occasion I've ever been in the limo was when I won my Chuck E. Cheese party for my AR reading. <laughs> so I, I, I felt that way when I was in that limo. I was just like Jenna, but I wasn't going through Times Square, New York yeah. on my way to a party. By herself, yeah. Yeah, but that was just like such a 2000s thing. Like, oh my gosh, you're going, you're on a limo? Oh, you're special. Um, I love the scene, like when she gets to the party. Mm-hmm. It's very, but on all seriousness, this is a New York party early 2000s. There's for sure, like, in real life, a lot of cocaine there. <laughs> There's a lot of cocaine. Paris Hilton's probably there. And yeah. when you say that, it's funny because a fun fact about me, which you obviously know, is I always mm-hmm. ask people, like, if you could be any age in any other year, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'd love to be, like, 24, 25 in New York, like, 2003, mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. Like, that just seems like the perfect time. Mm-hmm. And, like, watching this, I was like, oh, this would be so fun to, like, and you would for be sure be addicted shoes. to cocaine. Uh, probably, I put yeah. my money on it. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. I'd be, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm glad you you weren't. Yeah, I wasn't meant to be in the time. You weren't supposed to be God in the time. God knew I can handle it. <laughs> but yeah, so they're at this party. And so is it like a magazine launch or what is it? So I just get the vibe that it's just like a poise party. Like just, they, because yeah. even um, when they're late or in the original scene, Richard's like, I hope you guys are late because you were out at parties promoting our magazine. Oh, I see. Um, and so, so like them as executive editors are just like socialites and like Mm -hmm. obviously this is before social media so like their titles are like very big deal you know yeah um and i think what's interesting about this party is she starts talking with lucy 
And this, she's like, oh God, here she is. And she's like, who? And the character later becomes a bigger deal. And they see Trish Sackett, who's That's the girl one who of the she's executive been mailing, editors. E- mailing her. Yeah, lives. it's one yeah. of the executive editors of Sparkle, the competitor mm-hmm. magazine. Yeah. And also this scene, I think to me, really showed me um, her age, that she was just um, 13 because um, Trish Sackett is like, just like roasting their party and like mm-hmm. trashing their magazine. And I was also like, why is she at this party? Yeah. And like Lucy's come back and she's like, it's okay. She's mm-hmm. like, Lucy's come back to that. And she's like, God, Trisha, I think so bad that you need to come to our party for some free food. Like please put some shrimp <laughs> yeah. in your purse, Jeez. which also I know Lucy is like not the best character, but I don't know why. Like I just have an immense amount of respect for her. She's just, I just does- like love her, her character. And also when I was doing the research, I found out that Judy Greer, um ad-libbed a lot of her lines oh really like they just told her like just fill in like wherever you want and they would just roll That's and so like She's so that talented. made me yeah it made me respect it so much more but on the flip side of the response to trish jenna's like i don't know who you are but you're mean and frizzy and i don't like mm-hmm. you and i'm like that's just like such a 13 year old way to like respond yeah to someone trashing you yeah no i got uh, yeah that like her her insults are very like kiddish like you wouldn't yeah. do that so you can like cognitively see like where each of them are mm-hmm. i feel like that was a really good mirror of like okay jenna is literally 13 yeah which is funny and it's just like it took me a while like watching it when you're younger you don't really understand like the internal conflicts like mm-hmm. oh shoot like jenna's been like giving like she's kind of like cheating with sparkle yeah and all that and then also like meeting up with a married man yeah and, like, and literally like stuff. watching this movie now as like a 23 year old i was like oh my god like jenna is not a good person she's not a good person like she's actually kind of she's trash awful. but i think when you're younger you're like oh like it's jenna ring like she's a sweet 13 year old girl mm-hmm. but like watching it now older i'm like oh my gosh like she did so many things that like she had to come to terms with and yeah. like realize like i'm not a good person mm-hmm yeah and you can tell like towards like the end she's like she understands like the weight of like all of her actions and how she's not a good person and it like weighs heavy on her like she goes through like a tough patch trying to figure it all out but um so back to the scene so she it's so funny because um so lucy orders a drink and then she like asks for like she asks for a lemonade she's like can i get a lemonade and then she asks for a pina colada and she's like not virgin yeah and like that's another like you can tell like she finally comes to grips like oh i'm 30 like she's having alcohol but it's so funny that like pina colada is her first choice but that's for sure like my first choice because it's so sweet (laughs) and it doesn't taste like alcohol but it's like yummy and she definitely has a couple like you remember the scene where she's over the balcony and she like drops yeah that thing into the guy's beer yeah she has like a bunch of i just love like that's like her first choice is like oh like that sounds yummy like that's gonna be a sweet treat um, yeah but she has those drinks and then uh so i forgot what's his name again richard uh, yeah richard so he's like stressed out because nobody's like it's okay. yeah his like issue is that there, there's a lot of people there but he's like nobody's dancing yeah and it's just like he doesn't feel like the liveliness mm-hmm. of the party well they're like lucy and jenna are walking down the stairs mm-hmm. and jenna's like it's 11 o'clock on a school night i'm at a party and lucy goes like it's 11 o'clock and people are leaving yeah, and like they're like the freaking dif- out yeah the contrast and richard literally comes to them and he's like um what does he say he's like either people need to start dancing and like being alive or like it's early retirement like basically like our magazine's mm-hmm. gonna be dead yeah um and jenna literally is like it's because of this music they're playing and it's like this, <laughs> i like, love that scene like house music like i don't even know what you but would call it would it. for sure like that's so funny because like that music i'm sure it was in for that time oh for sure so it's like funny that like i don't know if it was just i don't know wasn't I wasn't an adult in the early 2000s, but, like, nobody's dancing to it. Everyone's just, like, chilling or yeah. whatever, having, con- like, a normal party, I guess. Like, it's yeah. not a dance party. 
so it's totally like but like it, it didn't fit the vibe though at all you could tell like it was awkward yeah it was just like everyone was like very spaced out mm-hmm. there was like nothing really going on and so it's like funny because like then her because she's like she's just an 80s teen she's like she requests thriller and yeah. this is like one of the best scenes ever because like i think it's i don't know what it is but like she has like this confidence mm-hmm. so like she's just in the middle of the dance floor and everyone's just kind of like what's happening and then she starts twitching her head into the right yeah and, and at first left. it's like she's like a little awkward like twitching and you can see she like she like it's comfortable starts to feel herself it. and like gets confident and does like the whole thing and i just love it because i i love that song and um and like she starts doing it and then everyone's kind of like weirded out at first but then they're like mm-hmm. oh no this is fun and then yeah. everyone starts dancing with them and it's just funny that like every single person knows the dance yeah. Like, I learned the dance. Because on, it was from when they were, like, yeah. young teenagers. Like, I learned it on YouTube, but, like, those people grew up with knowing, like, that music video and that song. Because even going back to the beginning, um, I think one of the earlier scenes is her watching Thriller on the TV. Right? I'm sure that... Probably. I think there's a scene when she's watching... Um, yeah, she's in a room. It's at, like, when she's stuffing her bra. Mm-hmm. And then um, Thriller comes on, and she's just like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is so cool. So, you know, like, that's, like, one of her favorite songs. And so now she's like dancing it in front of like all these people and all these people join in. And then Maddie shows up and he comes. And I think that's just like that. That means something that he showed up. You yeah, know? totally. That's when you know, like I mean, he probably couldn't stop thinking about her and he's going to uh-huh. show up. Like he just wandered to this party that she invited yeah, him to. Yeah, exactly. And then so she, he's in there and then he starts dancing with her and it's so Yeah, funny. well, she was like, Maddie, come here. Like, Maddie. And, and he's, he's like, like, no. No, 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 he's in the crowd <laughs> and like the spotlight goes on. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is I found out that Mark Ruffalo almost didn't take the role because really? he didn't want to dance the thriller dance. What? Like he was like, no, I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. he didn't want to take it. And it's, it's weird because I can't picture anybody else in that role. Like Mark yeah. Ruffalo does it perfectly. Um, he's just a perfect Maddie. But that's so also funny. on the note of him. It was so funny watching it. There was like some of his outfits. I was like, I cannot believe that people wore this. Oh, like, like those he was baggy, wearing those like green, green pants. Yeah, yeah. Green and pants? I was like, what is this guy wearing? And then like hit like. Th- the hem of the pants are like hitting the floor. Literally, and yeah. And they're so baggy. And I'm like, what's he wearing? This is so interesting. Yeah, the style was very like dynamic, of I the guess. Time. Yeah, of yeah. the time. And so they're dancing thriller. And then, um, I don't know, like he just has a moment. He's probably just like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, I'm like, he's Jenna, like dancing, like, having this- fun. You can tell he has like the epiphany of like, why am I here? Like, why- who am I kidding? Like- yeah, like, and he's very like, I feel like Maddie's ever since the beginning, like, he's always been aware like no like these people are phonies whatever even with like the six chicks like he'd tell jenna yeah. like, no these people are like fake or whatever so he does like he sees that too again when he's like in this party dancing with all these people and then he leaves and she really doesn't want him to leave but he leaves and then um i think it's really funny that um that um andy circus character starts dancing and he does it mm-hmm. so well i always thought yeah. that was so funny because he because he, he's like reluctant and then he he's like the spotlight. so happy like he's on cloud nine. yeah and he just has the best time dancing and i just like i love it when he and en- like he, he enters and he's just dancing mm-hmm. and it's just fun and then so that's like the end of that scene yeah 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 well what are some of your other favorite scenes in the film like after that point um i have a lot I so after this like it's basically this whole movie is just like her and Maddie like hanging out and mm-hmm. so like they start they go on walks and stuff like that yeah. and then they go on walks and like do all this stuff um I'm trying to think because it just for a while it's just kind of a lot of like blub I feel yeah, like we're watching like, it again mm-hmm. like it's a lot of just like I'm here with Maddie but then like she goes to um so she starts hanging out with him and they do it like I don't know what do they even do 
like she goes on walks with them they're like trying to talk about like what's happening whatever Mm -hmm. and then um I guess we'll jump ahead, but then she finds out that he's engaged. Yeah, which, okay, this is one of my favorite scenes because the start of the scene, they're in, like, Chelsea, Mm -hmm. and they're standing outside of a restaurant, I Mm -hmm. think, and um, they're in Chelsea, and they're standing outside of a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and it's Lucy and Jenna, and I think Lucy's, like, smoking or something, and um, Jenna's boyfriend, the New York Ranger, um, what's his name? Don't the hockey his guy? Name. The hockey player? Yeah. yeah. So weird. He's standing across the street and like all these girls are like asking mm-hmm. for his autograph, yada yada. And then Matt comes out of like an art gallery mm-hmm. on the street. And I think this is maybe one of the first times um, Lucy and Matt interact. Maybe not. Um, but mm-hmm. literally she's like, beaver, which is like what she used to tease him mm-hmm. and call him. She's like, you lost all your baby fat. And she's like, how does the beef stay warm in the winter? Oh my gosh. And then he goes, yeah, Lucy, you look different too. Did you get a nose job? <laughs> and I just thought like, I don't know why. It just so made me laugh funny. so bad. Like that I admire dynamic. him for that. Like, cause, yeah. like they're just always roasting each other. Yeah. Like, he, she was probably so mean to him growing up. Oh, for up. sure. And like, he was still him. Like he never changed. Yeah. And so it's cold. But, but so literally when he's like, do you get a nose job? I just thought it was so funny. Mm-hmm. And then the three of them start talking. And then all of a sudden um his fiance walks mm-hmm. out and he's like jenna this is mine she goes oh my fiance and then she always i mean throughout the film she's always like you can reminding, tell she knows yeah reminding um jenna because she'll be like oh this is his friend she goes fiance yeah. yeah she always corrects her and like you find out that she's like a weather because she says like are you a photographer too and she looks at him and goes i can see you guys spend so much time talking about me yeah but and i then, remember what yeah i was like so "Ooh, weird. you can just feel like this tension of mm-hmm. like maybe she already like maybe he mentioned like oh i reconnected with my friend Mm-hmm. And you can tell she already feels probably intimidated. Yeah. Um, but she's like, oh, I'm a weather anchor in Chicago. And she's like, we're going to get married. And Matt actually is talking about moving. And then Jenna's like, you guys are moving? And mm-hmm. you can feel like the tension between Matt and his fiance. And they're like, he's like, yeah. oh, well, we uh, we talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, yeah, just, it's interesting because you can tell like he's not really 100% yeah you can see there's a little bit of doubt or like almost he didn't want to like tell jenna that and Mm -hmm. so it's like you start to wonder like oh okay like he probably does he still love jenna like is he into her again Mm -hmm. that's what i was thinking too like in that weird tension and that awkwardness he's just kind of like oh like not not even like telling her from the beginning like i i have a fiance like he never brought it Mm -hmm. up and so i just feel like he he probably was just like oh my gosh it's jenna again you know back in like his gaze of her but yeah, so I think it's so funny this scene too because the the hockey player is such a dork. <laughs> Literally, oh yeah. And then he's like <laughs> asking, like, oh, like Matt. He's like asking them, like, do you do you want an autograph or what do you want? Like, do you have a shirt or something? I could. Do you want me to sign? Yeah, and, and he's he, like, I don't sign butts. He's, and then he has like that goofy laugh. He's like, <laughs> yeah. It literally was like the dorkiest laugh watching it back. I was like, this guy's kind of like a dork. Yeah, and I was just like, what the heck? And so it was just really weird. And so they all leave and then Jenna goes back to the hockey player's house. Um, and then she's like very like scared of him kind of, which is like kind of sad. Um, and then she's like, oh, let's just play a game. And then he takes it one way and she's like, oh, let's play Battleship. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and like, she's like, I call the red board. And he's like, I call the blue board. But he's just trying to, he's just being like, you know, like he wants to play a different game. Yeah. And, um, and she's just kind of like, whatever. And then they just hang out and then that's the end of the scene. And then, yeah, I don't really know. Like, everything else kind of just happens Yeah. along the way. But you can just tell, like, Jenna's not comfortable with this hockey player guy. She's only thinking about Matt. Yeah. And um, But then, like, she has an opportunity to... They're trying to, like, rebrand the magazine, Yeah, too. so after the next scene after this is Richard, like, looking distressed. 
Um, he does he, a really good job at that. Like, just yeah, being he super honestly, Richard is probably one of the best characters in this film. He's like, just he real. just plays the role so well. Yeah. And he is in this meeting. He's like, I got a film with corporate. Like, circulation numbers are out. And mm-hmm. having worked in PR before, I never knew. He calls it circs. And I said, oh, circulation. But I never knew what that meant. And yeah. it's like basically like your readership of the magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, our circulation is down. We're in the 600,000s and Sparkle is hitting a million. So like they're like really doing well. And like for a magazine that like your readership affects like your ad sales and mm-hmm. like how much money's coming in. And so he's like corporate through around the R word. And they're all like, <gasps> like redesign. Yeah. And someone says like, um, Sparkle steals everything we do. Yeah, and we're yeah, the ones yeah. that have to redesign. And like this whole time you still don't really know like what's happening because in the first meeting Richard mm-hmm. is like talking about how Sparkle does everything one up on them yeah. and Lucy's like we're installing new firewalls and then like she's like Jenna fired us. Jenna fired Charlie yesterday and oh. he's like he's like you did and oh my gosh this is a great point of why I love Richard he's like you did he goes good I never liked her she was always taking notes and then <laughs> she goes someone goes she was a secretary <laughs> and like it's just so That's funny so like funny. the culture there I guess yeah but so after that scene, they're like all a little bit distressed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go into their office and Jenna's assistant calls or like rings her and she's like, hello. And she's like, um, so-and-so is Mr. So-and-so is here to see you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, who's that? And she goes, Trish from the art department's husband. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And then like the guy um, comes in and you can tell the assistant like obviously knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah. She's very like, ang- yeah. like angry towards him already. And yeah. just like, this is like, and Jenna's like, what's going on? And then mm-hmm. they close the door and he's like, what's up, Pookie? And like, <laughs> so she's like, what? And he gives her like a big old kiss. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, you're married to my coworker. And she's mm-hmm. like, he's like, that didn't stop us last week. And so further you see like Jenna's not, not a good, good person. person. Like not she's having person. an affair with her coworker's husband in her office. That's just like crazy. He just goes in there and like, does everyone know and not say anything? Because yeah. I know the assistant knows, but just like, that's just wild. But like, it makes me wonder, like knowing that Jenna's an executive editor, like maybe people do know, but no one like wants to say anything because they're scared she'll fire yeah. her or like, you know? Yeah. And so Jenna now being the woman of honor that she is, mm-hmm. like throws them off her and she walks down the hall and she overhears Lucy oh, yeah. talking to someone and she's like, I'm just going to do like my own thing. But like, I don't want Jenna to know, like, let's make a great design. Just like let her fall on her ass. Like mm-hmm. they're literally setting up for success. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a moment for Jenna of like realizing like, shoot, like I have no real friends. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Can't trust anybody. Yeah. And I'm like, not a good person. Yeah. And she like, yeah. I feel like that's like when she heard that is like what weighed down on her. Yeah. And then that's when it goes into the scene where she goes home. Yeah. That that's like that whole scene, just like that weighs on her. Like she, like, I'm not a good person. I don't do good things. And it's probably shocking for her because like, she's, just straight from being a 13 year old like straight out of there and just saying like oh my gosh like i've done so many horrible things like yeah how could i do that but it's just yeah. like and it's just kind of sad but then she like freaks out and then she goes home and this scene always gets me emotional i don't because know because vienna's uh, vienna's vienna. playing she's on the train mm-hmm. and i think what it is and honestly i don't love montages mm-hmm. but i feel like this one's pretty well done because yeah. she's on the train and she sees those two little girls mm-hmm. on the train that are probably 13 and I think she just really starts to weigh heavy of like, who am I? I miss home. Like the sense of like yeah. wanting to return to what she knows, you know? Yeah. And she like missed out like because she skipped through all that. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't know who she is. Like how did she get here? Like yeah. all these questions aren't answered because like she didn't, she wasn't able to like see through all that. But yeah, that whole montage. And then it's like kind of raining and you just feel sad. Yeah. And then Vienna plays and then she goes to her garage and then she starts like, 
like just like knocking back yeah she's in the closet and her parents come back from their like cruise from barbados or whatever and And they're like what the heck like they think there's someone in the house and the the dad it was funny that um i noticed this her dad comes down with the umbrella yeah and like the first thing that she grabs when she wakes up at 30 is an umbrella and i noticed i was like that's so funny like the jeans i know it's like there's no bats or anything but yeah and then i thought it was just like sweet like her her parents like i just want to know what they were thinking because like they know like they they don't get yeah, obviously she doesn't want to talk to them like she never wanted to but they probably just knew like something's going on because like our yeah. daughter's here crying. well even like her mom immediately like the dad was like kind of shocked and she like goes to like the dad and the mom was like are you okay like are you yeah. all right and you can just feel like this like maternal sense of like oh she knows something's mm-hmm. wrong you know yeah and just like the idea of like okay jenna wouldn't come here unless like something's really going on yeah and so she's just like yeah sad and then she's just like sleeping on like i think it's a couch or the okay bed. yes which also thank you for pointing that out I was when I was watching this it's like rainy and she's sleeping on what looks like a couch in the Mm -hmm. living room and I was like if you remember back to scene one when her and Maddie walk home this is like a nice house like Mm -hmm. two story my guess is it has like five bedrooms a den rooms right and I'm like why is she sleeping on the couch? Yeah. Like, there are empty rooms in this house. That's what I was, yeah. I was thinking that, too. I'm like, why is she on the couch out, out of everything? And But then, like, I think it's sweet. And then she goes to, like, sleep next to her mom. And then she's just, like, cuddling there. And then just, like, she just wanted that comfort. And yeah. so it made me really sad. Um, yeah, that she's, like, that she's sad that, like, she doesn't know she is. And she doesn't, she's not getting any answers. Like, yeah. it's just scary. I don't know. But then um, from that, she starts, I think she starts setting up like her magazine project, right? With well, Maddie. she, so before that, she, the, the morning scene starts and she's like eating pancakes like a smiley face. Yeah, like she's 12 like, again. Yeah. And um, she has this like really important conversation with her mom at mm-hmm. the table. And she um, is telling her mom, she's like, do you, do you ever wish you could do anything mm-hmm, over? Mm-hmm. Like, do you regret anything? And her mom's like, you know what? Honestly, like, no, I don't. And mm-hmm. she's like, and Jenna says, but what if you did something really bad? Like Jenna yeah. obviously is wrestling with the fact that she knows she's a bad person. She's done a lot of thing mm-hmm. and burned a lot of bridges. And her mom says like, no, like I know I've made a lot of mistakes, Jenna, but like I wouldn't give them back and I wouldn't redo them because like now I learned, know how to fix things and yeah. I know how to like make things right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that moment of Jenna and her mom having that conversation, like really, mm-hmm. um, I think encouraged her and like inspired her to like go back to boys and like fix her life. Yeah. And fix everything going on. And then that's when she starts doing the new magazine project. And then she's like honest with Matt too. She's just like, I'm not a good person. Like Mm -hmm. I've done, I've done bad things with married men or Uh whatever. And then she like kind of tells him, but so she has like this, I think it's really cool. Like just to see, like, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever work in a magazine company, Mm -hmm. but just to see, like, I don't know how realistic it is, but like, imagine just creating your own projects, like seems so fun. Yeah. Like the mood board and storyboarding Mm -hmm. it too, which is cool. And then I was thinking, um, like her style is very like teen Vogue, like Mm -hmm, kind of, yeah. Like early as I remember to read summer's teen Vogue's that she would get and that they're very like, um, American quote unquote American. Yeah, totally. Like very like, baseball like teams blah mm-hmm. blah blah like stuff like that so i felt like them it's like so heavily influenced in the time but yeah so they're hanging out more they're yeah i don't remember i don't remember which scene it was i don't remember a lot of these scenes but um <laughs> when they go on the swings and they're just talking yeah about, and they're like, talking and like yeah there's just like energy like oh it's just like they're back in time mm-hmm. and i didn't remember that they kissed 
Yeah, I, I was shocked by that too because this is yeah. after mm-hmm. she says like I'm a bad person or whatever, mm-hmm. and they kiss and it's almost like nothing happens of it. Yeah, because after that, like the shot is just like them like resting on each other at like the park, but then. Like, I thought, like, Matt would be like, oh, my gosh, no, like, I can't believe I did that, and then runs away, but he's just, mm-hmm. like, he just accepts it. Yeah. And so that's why I was so interested. I just kind of forgot about that scene, and then seeing how, like, he's so reluctant to just, like, when he's getting married and stuff. Yeah. And so, oh, just, yeah. Like, he yeah. knows what he wants, but he's not letting himself have yeah. it. Yeah, and, like, going back a little bit, like, so they kiss, and there's that scene, and then, like, the next time we see them interact is mm-hmm. there, I'm assuming, in Central Park. Yeah. And Jenna's like already got her idea going in. Matt's like, what am I doing here? And she's like, I'm hiring. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, Poise is hiring you. And there's a like kind of this awkwardness. And also I would have loved to know because he looks at the check and he's like, Jenna, like this is like, he um, yeah. was like already like, oh, this is a lot of money. And she's like, well, that's just the first half. Like you'll get the rest of it when you're done. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're going to hire you for the week, which I just want to know how much money was he making? Because yeah. I'd love to know what an editorial budget is. But um, he's like, no, like I've seen your magazine. Like that's not. That's I'm not, not your style. And yeah. she's like, no, that's perfect. And they like go through. It's like another montage. Yeah. Basically. Honestly, there's a lot of montages there in this film. There are a lot which, of montages. If I was the Cinema Sins guy, I probably would knock him down some points yeah, for that because for sure. it's be a little more creative. But yeah. The but idea is there. I feel like eat through each scene, you see how like they're kind of flirting with each other yes. or like he gives her the flower. Yeah, he gives her the flower. And then like when they're doing the winter wonderland on the rooftop, he like, dances with he her. He starts dancing with her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're having an emotional affair with her. Like you. Yeah. Half physical, honestly. Yeah, honestly, a little bit past emotional affair. But but like they're like, they're straight up like falling in love. Yeah. But it's just like weird because you don't see any of that reluctance at all from him until like wedding day, you know? Yeah. Um, that he's just like falling in love with her and yeah but it's like yeah, it's another long montage or whatever but but yeah just to see like the whole like roller coaster of like oh they're spending like every day together and this is like in a span of weeks i feel yeah, like totally um because he doesn't because you can do a redesign in like four days yeah and then like obviously like he's not getting married tomorrow like he's getting mm-hmm. married in like a month or a few weeks so they're spending so much time together and then you're just kind of like you want to love it but you're also like this is like wrong mm-hmm. right you're just like it is one of those things where like it sets you up really to be like rooting for them when it's like oh you kind of shouldn't be because yeah. he's engaged but yeah. you're like on the inside like oh i kind of hope they end up mm-hmm. together like i kind of want this you know yeah and it makes me think back to it's just like she's not a good person mm-hmm. and so not like oh she deserves awful things but just the idea of like she messed up a lot and so it's like yeah. she's trying to make everything right but is it like enough to like fix everything you know to like yeah. kind of go through everything like is it even possible for her to be with Matt and like all these things but yeah and so I'm just gonna jump ahead so we can just <laughs> talk about the scene where um so they're back at the magazine place mm-hmm. the the headquarters or whatever you call it and then um so they're like presenting their projects. Yeah, correct? and Lucy, they're presenting the redesign concepts. And then and Lucy, Lucy goes first. Oh my gosh, I just want to talk about her redesign because I, I real, I'm like straight up drugs. Like this girl. No, literally. It was like ecstasy. Like all yeah, these she things. was like, <laughs> and she literally like the the phrases she was saying. She was like, it'll be. Um, I wrote like, it down. It's deadly serious. And then she said something suicidal. She said she goes fashion suicide yeah. cause of death could or she says cause of death um chicness and i'm like what is this like where did she get this idea and like even the photos are so like grungy like yeah. what i imagine literally what i imagine like a person in like the early 2000s who was really into like 
metal music and like grunge you know their myspace would who, look like who i was thinking about that girl from gossip girl taylor momsen who was in the oh grinch would be cute can't like made her own like emo like punk band yeah that, like, like that's, that's literally, literally that was her inspiration yeah she, like, copy pasted boom. but it was like so intense i'm like for a whole magazine to just like rebrand to like to this that from being like basically so like what's like a cosmopolitan I yeah like very what their generic is. Matt magazine to like emo goth like crazy like like very intense and it was just like every like um slogan they had was something to do with like drugs too yeah and then it's just funny to see Richard's face and he's like, no, but it's so interesting to see that like Richard's always rooted for Jenna. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is like Jenna was the one who backstabbed them this whole time. Yeah. But he literally, like, so he lo- he like tells her like you, I have faith in you. Like you're mm-hmm. going to do this. You're going to do better. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see your vision. And, um, which is like, in, yeah, it's just a lot of like reflecting back into like, as we're older, like yeah, understanding like the bigger you totally get like the the dynamics and like the tensions of mm-hmm. it so much more so it's just so much deeper. more adult and like yeah deeper and darker it's not like the fun little movie i thought it was yeah but, um but yeah so jenna presents her which i have i have gripes with that and we can talk about that at yeah, the end we when we're do, done yeah. but like yeah um so jenna does hers very like american girl ish yeah. like very um trying to think of like a brand that's just like this like okay and on that note have you ever seen um ugly betty mm-hmm. you have there's this scene where she to get into yeti mm-hmm. has to um pitch like a brand new magazine yeah and their concepts are honestly basically the same and like betty's is like be magazine like be yourself like it's very like authentic and like yeah. real women and that's basically what jenna's is she's like i don't know any of these women she's like i want to see my sister and mm-hmm. my neighbor's babysitter and like real women and i kind of was like annoyed because i was like why is it that almost every like hollywood or like any kind of like fashion movie like this is always their go-to yeah but also why does no one do that no yeah like you know does that no one really does that and it's like okay like we've acknowledged for so long that like there should be something like this like the average regular woman but no there's no representation for like the everyday woman and yeah no i get that so condé nast i'm sure you're listening to this podcast if so hit us up we'd love to talk yeah like it's just funny how like this movie is very old, but it's still the same. Yeah, and like, I think that's what bothers me. I'm like, what has really changed? Nothing's you know? really changed. Like, Vogue is still the same. Teen Vogue is basically Probably the same. not even as much like that as it used to be. Yeah, but all, like, Cosmo- Cosmopolitan, like, all of this bizarre, like, they're all just mm-hmm. very generic and very, um, like, w- when I'm reading this, how do I feel like I'm attached to this? Or how, how am yeah. I, like, how... How am I seeing myself in this other than like, oh, I want to look like that or changing myself? Like there's no purpose. And I feel like that's also a big reason why magazines are dying out because Mm -hmm. there's no, nobody's, um, that's not anybody's reality. You know, like I don't want to read an article about goop. Like that's not, come on. Totally. It's just like not realistic. I'm not Like not all magazines. And I feel like Vogue has tried and like it's working for now, but like Mm -hmm. a lot of them haven't stayed innovative and like have just stuck to like their way of doing things and like kept Mm -hmm. the tradition yeah but it's like how are you engaging with your readers and your consumer like how are you Mm -hmm. evolving with the girl that grows up reading your magazine yeah and i feel like teen vogue's um editor-in-chief though she's for sure been like changing the game and being more real and having more real conversations just about like like what's going on in our world right now i follow her um it's um 
I believe it's Lindsay Peoples, but she is uh, the editor-in-chief, and, like, seeing her post, and, like, she's been trying to, like, change the format of Teen Vogue to, like, make it more of, like, this is our reality, mm. and it's really cool. It's her just... Instagram bio, Big Time Magazine editor? No, <laughs> but she's super awesome, but I feel like that's, like, the 1% of, like, we're changing yeah. the way magazines work, and just, yeah, if everyone's reading it, but nobody's represented through it, like, what's the point? Like, I'm not... Yeah. Who, we don't need to be like wishing to be like that. I don't know. But yeah, that's our magazine rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want more of this. If you want more of this, let us know in the comments. Yeah. But yeah, no. So back to that. So hers is like, I want to see the, the everyday person. And then yeah. her assistant's like, like crying. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the assistant's cr- I love the assistant's expressions throughout the film. Mm-hmm. You can really see. And I feel like that also goes to show you can see the character development in her. Yeah. From like in the beginning being like timid and like very scared and walking on eggshells with Jenna. Yeah. To like at the end, she's like, oh, are you coming? And like they go run they errands go together. To and like together. she was so rooting for her in her presentation. And so I feel like that really shows like Jenna also did try to fix who she was, you know? Yeah, which is really cool. And I feel like that did pay off with yeah. her too. But yeah, so she shows like her like built her collages or whatever. Like this this is the everyday person. Like I yeah. want to see my friends on here. And it's very just like, oh, football game. Yeah, it's like cute. It is cute. It's... I. A lot better than um, Lucy's. Lucy's, yeah. <laughs> and like scary. everyone loves it. It's mm-hmm. like big hit. And Richard's like, we're going to share this with corporate first thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this could, maybe this could save the magazine. Like mm-hmm. big deal. But then freaking Lucy. Mm-hmm. She gets, is in her office. Yeah. But she, it's so funny. Like her whole, um, her whole like, um, like storm off through there. She's like, throwing yeah. thing, like she like throws a FedEx box and yeah, like someone's she like, she's kicks, mad. Yeah. People just get pissed at her. Cause she's just like, she's mad. And then she goes into her office, which also, okay. This, that scene of Lucy storming through the hallway mm-hmm. gave me the same energy as the scene where Regina George in mean girls mm-hmm. finds out that like the, the protein bar she's yeah. eating or making her game weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like literally tell me that's not the same, the same energy. It is the same energy early 2000s. But yeah, so she goes in there and then it's like funny how she kind of knows like I should look for something. Like something's not yeah, right. I don't know what she was looking for, but she's like looking through her, her drawer and stuff and she finds the sparkle ones and then she finds out. So like there's like prints in there, right? Mm-hmm. Of like the magazine. It's like, yeah, it's like all these old letters and it was Jenna mailing their mock-up of their cover every mm-hmm. month to sparkle. Yeah, and so Which that's how they got they the leg up. Went ahead. So, so this is this is also like an internal conflict I have. So it's like it was wrong for Lucy to go through her stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's but also, also like, like no Jenna, one would have known. But also like it's on Jenna's pro, like obviously not thirteen year old Jenna, but like Jenna was like going behind her company's back and sending yeah. them stuff in secret. So it's like if I didn't. I know that Jen ends up like the end, like she redeems herself, but like, yeah. if I, sometimes I did it, like if I didn't root for Jenna, um, I'd be like, yeah, like get her, like expose her, but she yeah. never tells them who was the rat, which is interesting because yeah. Lucy just takes the edit- editor um, yeah. in chief, whatever position at Sparkle. Yeah. Lucy's like in her office going through her stuff, like you're just saying, mm-hmm. and then she stumbles upon this and Matt walks in Yeah, and I'm like, she is like so quick, like mm-hmm. ready for whatever. Because she, he walks and she's like, "Hey, Beaver," and he's like, "Not having." And he it. just and leaves. Then, I love that he yeah. just like, "I'm just gonna leave." Because yeah, me he that. goes to yeah. Jenna around and he like leaves. And she then she starts being nice because obviously you know she wants something from him. Mm-hmm. And she lies to him and she's like, "Jenna's going in a different direction. Like mm-hmm. your photos were cute, but she just wanted to go with this other guy." Yeah. Yada yada. And she's like, "Sorry." And then she's like, "Do you want to sign a form? We can use your photos in." How do you do that thing. legally? Which also, my gripe, my beef with him is you if you're signing something especially at this level you you need to read what you're signing Mm -hmm. because he signed a general release to release the rights to his photos 
essentially to anyone. Yeah, he should have like asked a little bit more questions. Yeah, or but just... like I think also knowing his emotional state, he just was like whatever and signed mm-hmm. it. But then Lucy goes on and because the next morning when they're about to present to corporate Mm -hmm. jenna's like rehearsing and like saying her her spiel and richard walks in and he's like it's off jenna and she's like until tomorrow and he's like no forever like Mm -hmm. lucy um so lucy sold your photos to sparkle and they which also he's like they already went up tonight they're on billboards today and it's like literally like lucy took her entire concept and just sent it to this other magazine i just how does that yeah and he says he's like she's their new Mm editor-in-chief which also as much as i hate lucy and she is a queen that is like a huge jump like she went from executive editor and like now starts at this whole new magazine as editor-in-chief like at the top which is wild that like the tux like it's such a toxic like mm-hmm. com- like competition between them that like sparkles willing to take someone else's ideas from the competing oh, totally. company yeah. and just steal all that stuff and then use it as theirs yeah well and totally That's and then wild. like so jen is mad and she goes over to lucy's office and she's like mm-hmm. packing her stuff up and they have like this little dialogue mm-hmm. and lucy's like has the mail and she's like do you recognize this it has your name on it mm-hmm. and then she's like pretty good idea um giving them ideas and telling mm-hmm. them if if they hit a million in circulation she's like do you recognize this it has your name on it and she's like pretty good idea giving tips to sparkle and telling them if you help them get to a million to give you a job Mm -hmm. and so literally lucy just took her job like jenna was lining herself for this job it's just funny it's just wild that like sparkle took lucy Mm -hmm. but like they've been in contact with jenna and so it's just like okay like they're just but that's just how much they need it yeah and it was all with that woman trish sackett that was at that party and so that's just like wild like i just how quick it was and how like intense the competition was that like okay yeah. we're just gonna take lucy and then we're just gonna take all of your prints because like um matt signed the release form that he didn't yeah. really read but and i think yeah. that this scene like really showed me and i think i have a little bit of a hard time loving this movie obviously i love this movie mm-hmm. but i think it really plays into the idea of like a career woman is like a monster and like mm-hmm. how like these editor executive editor girls are like frenemies but they'll turn on each other so fast to get yeah. ahead yeah. and like also like when you think about it it's like okay jenna was such a bad person because she was successful and like almost show like feeds into the narrative that like as a woman if you want to be successful like you can't have family you can't yeah. be a good person you can't have a love life mm-hmm. because even in the end when she ends up happy and in love she's like she's no longer working boys. yeah and so i think that's hard for me because i'm like why does it have to be that way and like yeah. why do we have to further this narrative? i for sure realized that watching it this time because the last time i watched it, i think it was like my birthday a few years ago mm-hmm. but i didn't really yeah but <laughs> but like watching it now um seeing like oh like if i was just like so i have to get my way to the top by like doing all these awful things yeah, and, and like, like crossing other people crossing and other like, people in spite of people being like backstabbing a bunch of women like there's not a healthy environment like giving us that image of like there's no healthy environment where women can yeah. succeed and like root on for each or other or as like yeah like this is your rite of passage like if you want this this is like what you have you to be to, like, and it's like yeah like and, obviously and, wouldn't have mm-hmm. made as great of a film but like why couldn't lucy and jenna have like still been both successful yeah, or and, like, the end could have been like yeah she's married with maddie but then she also has her oh no her own magazine company yeah she literally could have made a new like, magazine that, like, that would have been so dream, cool too you know like maybe i don't know if like we don't know because we just see them like at their house. So maybe she is yeah. still working for a magazine, but like 
Oh, like, that's kind of, like, a harsh mes- message for, like, yeah. women, like, for everyone, men and women, like, oh, like, for me to, like, su- succeed in this way, like, yeah. I need to be, like, I need to be, like, me, and I gotta, like, cutthroat, like, I gotta, like, totally my way to the top, and so it's just, like, okay, like, that's not realistic, yeah. and that's just, like, that's such a negative view of, like, women, like, mm-hmm. we're, like, we're, like, piranhas. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. and I think... While I'm on my feminist rant, another a fact that I had like mm-hmm. read a few months ago that really I've thought about ever since is how fashion is like an industry that is so highly geared towards women, mm-hmm. but still in a lot of the leadership roles, men are in charge or like, and this film also shows that because Richard and yes, Richard is gay. So there is good representation mm-hmm. in that, but like the editor in chief of this magazine is a man. Yeah. And then even thinking, so it feeds into that too of like, women as much as they try still aren't at the top because like Mm -hmm. even think of like the luxury design houses like um they're all men they're all men Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the creative directors are men and so i just i don't know i think it's interesting and i think i have to give the movie grace of like when it was filmed obviously time for sure but yeah but like as like a young girl aspiring to like make it to like the top like i want to be Mm editor-in-chief one day like seeing all these examples of like oh there's always men at the top of these like magazines like how is it it's always like white men too like, yeah exactly there's no representation like there's how how is someone like me is supposed to make it to the top if like no one's been up to the top like me yeah. before but like seeing yeah like how richard is like the editor-in-chief of what like um like a cosmopolitan yeah. basically and so yeah it's for sure like discouraging like growing like growing up and watching that and to see like where like is this how realistic is this but because it's you're watching it and it's a movie you think that's your own like that that's the real like that's the real deal like that's what it, mm-hmm. it is in the real world like there's going to be a man C- ceo or editor-in-chief and like yeah or the publisher's the a man yeah. or like yeah and so yeah no and I, which i'm sure that is the harsh reality of what it is mm-hmm. but i don't know it just made me think yeah. and especially now mm-hmm. looking at it and like examining it, i'm like hmm, like this is a very like interesting message that is being put out yeah no for sure and i wonder if they even thought about that yeah you know because of its time but yeah so wrapping it up in the end um so she like goes because maddie's gonna get married Mm -hmm. and so she goes to see him because she wants to tell him how she feels about everything um just like how she feels about him and stuff so they and it's literally his wedding day it's his wedding day and he's getting married in his house um which they're neighbors, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of funny. And then she she runs past her parents. I yeah, was like, which no, is so, so funny. Like, so funny. And then she like tells him how she feels, and then he gives her a Barbie doll house. But basically, he said like, "We've both made decisions," mm-hmm. and like kind of he's like, like, "I've learned this week, like we can't rewind time." Yeah, and he's like a man of his word. Like I, yeah. I'm gonna get married to this woman because I said I would. And you know, like you just look in his eyes, he's and you know, like guy. he's just and but he's like heartbroken because he mm-hmm. does want to be with Jenna. Yeah, and she starts crying. Oh and my god, it, like, she cries. I was starting to cry because I was just like, oh, I feel her. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't at the point of crying yet, but like it, I definitely was almost there. And she's like holding the little dollhouse and mm-hmm. she's like i'm it's okay like i'm 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 not crying because then she's like i'm, I'm happy, happy for, you, yeah. for you she's like i want you to be happy like mm-hmm. you deserve that oh, it just makes and me then heart. like <laughs> it's so sad immediately after that he's like standing there with like water eyes and he's like jenna like i've never stopped loving you mm-hmm. and like i was just like oh my gosh like this man has loved this i've loved her for so yeah. long through all this and like the timing just did not line up mm-hmm. and it's just like thinking about like if she wasn't so motivated to being such a popular girl in like mm-hmm. high school like something as small as that like changes your whole like 
path kind yeah. of you know like she had stayed with maddie the whole time and so so she goes back to the front of the house she's like crying and then um she's holding her her dream house mm-hmm. and then the magic dust takes which her is back. so funny too because watching it this time i don't know why i thought there was more plot of like Mm-hmm. him leaving the wedding or something but like yeah, there really isn't I like thought. i think i started mixing it up with spider-man three when maybe um, yeah because i literally was like wait what <laughs> yeah. because like she's like crying and then like the dust does its magic and then all of a sudden it's like it's their wedding and so it's mm-hmm. like okay we miss like it what really like happened there like should have been more yeah i wanted to know more like what so what changed because she wakes up and then maddie opens the door and then she kisses him mm-hmm. and then that solidifies like okay like they're gonna be together because she loves him too yeah and then, um, and then like jumps to their wedding in her pink house, mm-hmm. and it's cute. It's a cute ending. And then she has a wedding, and then his little camera. So he's taking pictures. Yeah, that was cute. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, that part, that ending. I feel like there should have been more, mm-hmm. but there wasn't. It ends pretty abruptly. I think. Yeah, I feel like this movie actually has a lot of abrupt just mm-hmm. jumping points. They probably just didn't know how to like time it all because yeah. It was like how many? How much do we show of like thirteen year old? But like Jennifer Gardner's, yeah. um, the star and like I don't which know. I think the director that directed this film, I feel like this might have been one of his first bigger movies because mm-hmm. I know that he had done like a Sundance film before oh, it. I see. So I wonder if maybe too it was just like a different way for him of expressing mm-hmm. it, but but it was still good. Yeah, it was still good. It jumped around a lot, but it all made sense. And I feel like also there could have just been a lot of empty filler. Like, yeah, I think so. Just trying to make it a full movie Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's 13 going on 30 um yeah i feel like watching it this time now i'm just all the points that we brought up i don't know if i like it as much yeah i feel like honestly through recording this episode i was like i don't know if i feel as strong yeah a lot of like a lot of yeah by recording this like there's just a lot of points that were made and Mm -hmm. i believe and i don't know if i yeah i can support this movie fully (laughs) yeah so if we have ruined this movie for you i'm I'm so sorry but the points needed to be made yeah yeah i just feel like like realizing as you get older how jenna was yeah. not a good person yeah and it's interesting because like the whole movie you're rooting for her not realizing like oh she really is a horrible person mm-hmm. and like having known that i probably would have been like honestly i don't think you should yeah and like even i do think it's interesting that lucy which i guess is nice like a woman supporting woman but she never like you said she never exposed that jenna was the mm-hmm. one leaking the secret and like had she have done that she probably would have been fired on the spot yeah and so she kind of like saves her a little bit which is yeah odd but yeah you know you were getting older when you're sometimes kind of rooting for lucy because <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and maybe that's why this time i was like lucy actually like yeah she's a like a rough person but mm-hmm. i was like i kind of like her like yeah i don't know yeah i don't know it's interesting but yeah what would you rate this movie out of 10 out of 10 having made the points I would just made, I think I'd give it a seven out of 10 because yeah. it has a really good um, soundtrack. Like the songs they All picked the songs. were so well selected. Oh the budget. I want to know how much of the budget went into yeah, the songs. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah. Hit by hit, like Whitney Houston, like yeah. Michael Jackson. Totally. Freaking, um, I wrote a few down. Vienna, Love is a Battlefield. Yeah, like, literally. On. Jesse's Girl, come on. Yeah, like they had to have such a big budget. So mm-hmm. I think the soundtrack was really good. Yeah. I think the casting was really good. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the characters, which obviously it's probably because like I grew up seeing them, but I really couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like I don't know who else I could see playing Lucy. Mm-hmm. Judy um, and yeah, and I don't know. I just think, I think it's like a cute movie to look back on, but I just think a lot of like looking at it now, like the portrayal of mm-hmm. what it is. I don't know if I love that. So a that's lot of why. the adult themes are just very like... Yeah deep and just like oh shoot yeah. i don't know i can root for this <laughs> yeah even how often like adultery is like mm-hmm. 
okay in it. And like, I get it. She was a bad person at first, but even after her realizations like of like, like, still like and dancing then Mark with Ruffalo it. cheated on his fiance. On his fiance. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a hard movie to yeah. like, my morals are shaking but i know same my nostalgia is having a good time yeah if if for fun just for funsies like i love this movie but actual like story is just like a little more darker than i thought i think yeah what would you rate it like 6.5 okay i just like a little disappointing like rewatching it just like this is like it it heart like it's just that heaviness of that it's just Mm -hmm. like i don't like that (laughs) yeah it's just weird to like look at it now yeah uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, this movie is good though. I mean, like it is a 2000s classic. I like Jennifer Garner. She's so bubbly, and I feel like that's her in real life. I don't know her, but I heard. No, that, yeah, I'd like to believe like uh, that's exactly how she is. Her in real life. and Judy Greer like actually are like, real best friends. friends. Yeah, like, and I thought really that was so friends. funny. Yeah, I remember I was reading trivia for this like a few years ago, and then I was like, oh wait, I saw that they were just like like really good friends, which is funny. But yeah, so that's Jack again. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the episode. Thanks for listening, guys um keep tabs because october is almost here i consider september also october pre-october so there's going to be a lot of spooky goodies coming out speaking of spooky goodies coming mm-hmm. out if you're listening to this this is a psa that pumpkin spice is in it full is, swing yes i got it the first day iced decaf whipped cream on top beautiful is that your go-to yeah Obviously it's not decaf because i used to get it at um disneyland during fall time and so but i didn't like i didn't want it to be warm because i don't know because yeah. sometimes uh, like the warm lattes are just like too much for me my tummy yeah. and then i'm like at disneyland i want to feel like more you want to feel on your a-game yeah. but also ugh, how what would you give right now to be walking on main street ugh, with, oh my God, with the a music. pumpkin spice nice breeze wearing your favorite mm. crew neck the pumpkins them, if out. i had a million dollars i would give it to them because i ugh. just miss it so much but yeah disneyland during the fall time is my favorite but yeah so i had the pumpkin spice and i was just like oh i'm feeling nostalgic for disney right now like I miss it so much. Just even just, you don't even need to go on rides. Just walking around the breeze and you having your little like mm-hmm. holiday latte with you. Just looking at like people watching. Ugh, so cold weather. Ugh, the simple things, you know. But yeah, so just, I hope you like Halloween or spoopy things or just like, not even scary. Just like if you like Hocus Pocus, like those types of movies. Um, just be on the lookout. I'm getting i'm already like stacking up some content to put out more frequently and then for september october it's gonna be a lot more of a different like just a lot more content for you guys so i hope you enjoy it and just follow on instagram and yeah i don't really know i don't have any other links no no patreon yet we'll get there <laughs> but yeah thank you drew for being thank on you there. for having me thank yeah, you listeners for sticking with us um yeah. yeah we're really excited i'm excited to see what abby has coming up in mm-hmm. october um, if you have spooky friends or just friends at all, go ahead and let them know about the podcast. Yes. A lot of fun stuff friend. is coming in October and we're excited for her. We want to support women. We want to see them thrive. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. And if your friend's Mark Ruffalo, tell him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> or if your friend Jennifer Gardner, Judy Greer, Judy honestly, Greer, anyone in the cast. Brie Larson. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.